At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Today, country superstar Blake Shelton gives Donna a tour of his new Vegas honky-tonk. Plus, military veteran and former White House chef Andre Rush helps us kick off Veterans Day. And we're talking about the Bear star Jeremy Allen White revealing the potential misstep that could have changed the direction of his career. From Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, it's today with Hoda and Jenna. It all starts right now. Hey everybody, welcome in. It is the 10th day of November. We're so happy that you're spending this Friday with us. Today is a day that a lot of us are celebrating veterans because Veterans Day is tomorrow. I mean, it should be every day, as we always say, but it is a time to honor all of our nation's service members. And Jen, every time this day rolls around, I think about your Mm -hmm. family and your grandfather. Yeah, well, he was a... He was the youngest naval aviator in World War II. He actually lied about his age so, so he, that he could, could enlist. What, what made him want to enlist in the first place? I, I, I think he just wanted to serve, yeah, yeah. you know, and give back. Um, but yeah, he was the very youngest wow. in World War II, which is uh, interesting. Okay, we've got breaking news. What very is it? important news. What is it? If you are like this girl over here and a fan of the show The Bear. Which I am. Are yes, you wondering, chef. is it coming back? The answer is, it is. It's been renewed for a third season. Yeah. You guys, this show is, oh, and I'm, see, I'm covering him and I don't mean to. This show, because I love him, the show is so good and I'm just going to give you, I, this is what I wish Rainey and Davey and some of the others said to me. It starts off in a very stressful manner. We started it three or four times and kept quitting because it was very stressful because you're in the kitchen and it's stressful, mm-hmm. but you, it calms down. Yeah. It calms yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. And then you're into it. So um, if you've started it and stopped it, like I did six times. Well, because no, yeah, well, you, you're thinking to yourself, I have too much stress. The last thing I want to do is watch a show that's going to make my blood pressure go crazy, but you have to work through the first You have few. to work through. That's called life, you know, but also how hot is he? <laughs> hot. Hot. He, by the way, is on the cover of British Vogue. His name I mean, is Jeremy British Allen. GQ. Jeremy at, Allen White. Is look at name. that. So he talks. I mean, about not many people would look good in that little jumpsuit. <laughs> like, can high, you imagine my high-waisted, high-waisted with a see, little I want to see, see tank top. That's a high-waisted pant. Go Let's back see. because most men, most men would not look good in this suit. But he does. But he sure does. Isn't that funny? People, he reminds you of that kind of Harry Styles. Like he wears yeah. what he wants to wear and then you want it. You're like, that is the coolest look. I don't, I like him. I'm not sure about that outfit. But in the interview, this is what he says. He says at one point early in his career, he had a chance at one of those superhero Marvel movies. And he said, this is his quote, I had a meeting for a kind of marvel movie and I had an attitude. I think I played it all wrong. Mm-hmm. He walked into those executives and basically said, Tell me why I should do this movie. Oof. Yeah, I don't love that. But he is handsome, so maybe he just thought, like, ugh. 
You know what's funny about that? I, I mean, I feel like most of the time when we go in to ask for something, whether it's a raise, yeah. a promotion, it's on bended knee with totally. apologies. As women, right? As women. I do think the there is something about somebody who says, I'm not sure if I want that. Now, I, it was a bad move for him. Yes, because he didn't get the movie. But there was an incident that I remember at NBC many, many years ago where there was a guy who had a book and a, every network wanted him. And we offered him, you know, you could do Dateline and Today and all these things. And ABC said, that, you know, something like, I'm not sure if we will we'll want this. And he goes, what? Everybody wants it. Well, I'm not sure. It's like playing hard to get. Oh, yeah. And sometimes you And we in. know because we read the rules how that works in relationships. <laughs> The man yeah. that plays hard to get is the one you want to be with. Yes, because you don't want the one who's like no. a gushing faucet. It's no. too much yeah, coming I at you. I don't want a gushing you faucet. You want a dripping one that deprives yes, you of like, oh, I'm so thirsty. But I do think once you once you learn who you are, you actually want the one who's giving it all. That's true. Don't you think? Yes, like, so like Henry. Yes. Yeah. But had I met him earlier, I might. And But he also played. He wasn't like all in on me right away. It's like a dance. He backed up he and you had to lean in. And then he went, moved you in. You know, it's like the kiss. The guy who comes at you too much, you, you stop. You bump teeth. But, okay. Have you never done that? <laughs> well, and when I was in junior high. <laughs> but but the, it's the person who comes this far and then just waits. And then you have to go in. Whoa. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know about? what you mean, and it's all steamy. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Jim- any time in your life where you had an incident that you were like, I'm, I'm going to play this this way when I go in, and I think it'll it'll work out in the end. I'm trying to negotiate something. I'm not that um, sort of you don't manipulative. Think it, yeah, I mean, I just don't. I don't. You I, go in as yourself. I haven't ever had that. And if anything, like you said, I'm like kind of embarrassed to have those conversations. Yeah. And I think you are nervous to have those conversations. I not think, embarrassed. I think you're the kind of like, this is me. Take me or leave me. Mm-hmm. I watched you. I was just thinking of reflecting on your interview with Chip and Joanna Gaines with your sister and all the talk about going to jail. That was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't actually go to jail. I just was arrested. I wasn't even arrested. <laughs> what were you detained? I was never detained. I just got a minor in possession of alcohol when I was 20 years old oh. because I ordered a margarita at Chewy's with a fake ID. And they caught who caught you? Chewy's? She, the waitress called the me. The waitress in. called she you. She didn't in. like my dad. <gasps> oh, and there you went. But also, to her credit, that was dumb. I mean, what my was dad the name was on president. Your ID? A girl in my sorority <laughs> gave it to me. Her name was Allison. It was a real ID, but they took that thing right from me and zipped it up. Wow. But I didn't actually go to jail and neither did Chip Gaines. He just got arrested because his car got towed oh. and then he broke in to get his car out of the Oh, when toad. he got arrested for and that. Got, that's illegal. Okay. I don't know why I was thinking well, I'm of, glad it, you it brought totally it up. off point. Thank you. All right. Y'all, uh. there's something so special about this book. It is called Velveteen Rabbit and the movie is coming out and we can't wait, wait for, for that. <laughs> All right. So the trailer did just drop. It is exquisite. Y'all remember how the Velveteen <laughs> Rabbit ends? I mean, Rainy's crying over there. <laughs> Do y'all remember how the Velveteen Rabbit ends? I don't want to spoil alert. alert it, but that is going to be heartbreaking. Oh my this God. is going to be one of those films like that I watch with my children, like Vivo, <laughs> where they cry through the entire thing. And so do I. All right. Um, anyway, I think it's time to have a little cocktail, shall we? No, it's not a cocktail. Yes, it is. Oh, it is a cocktail. A cocktail and perfume. Okay, so it's not too early to think about Christmas gifts. Thank and you, Brian. Brian, thank you. And this is when I was thinking about getting you, Hoda. What? 
Well, if somebody loves espresso martinis in your life, okay. which we'll have a little okay. sip even though it's 9.48. That's good. That's good. I love an That's espresso good. martini, but I never know the time to drink one because um, we like to go to bed four at 8.40. Four, if you're going out, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, but even then you... might jack us up too much. You're right. Okay. Um, okay, this us. is an espresso. <laughs> we do everything <laughs> together. An espresso martini. Ooh, de perfume. Is that how you say it? Oh, the perfume. I don't know. Okay. Okay, here, just here, spray it. I'm going to spray it on you. No, spray it on you. No, no, I am not. All right, okay, let's fine. Spray. Here, spray it on me. Okay, I'll spray it on me. Okay. I'm developing rabbit. <laughs> Got to give it a couple of, there. Okay, okay, get me two. I'll take one, too. Take one for the team. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I mean. I mean, I don't. By the way, Mm-mm. Absolute Vodka and Kahlua partnered to create this. It's a liquor brand perfume. Oh, wait, 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 smell it now. Smell it now. Not bad. No, it's not bad. This it smells out. like me when I enter work because I've spilled so much coffee on myself. Coming up um, next, is it rude to tell the person next to you sitting on a plane to stop talking so you can go to sleep? Did somebody insert this about me? We're going to solve your social dilemmas, right? After it's not. It's not. I don't like actually that. not Dark terrible. chocolate, sugar cane, night musk, decadence. At Founders Brewing Company, we set out to create a beer that lets you embrace the unconventional. Mortal Bloom is a radiantly beautiful, hazy IPA that will wrap your taste buds with intense citrus and tropical notes of pineapple and mango. Coming in at 6.2% ABV with big aromatics and no bitterness, it's the perfect beer, if we do say so ourselves. Visit foundersbrewing.com to find Mortal Bloom Hazy IPA. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. All right, Hoda, are you ready to help out some of our viewers? Let's do it. It's time for Hoda Hoda and Jenna's Social Social Dilemmas. Okay, first up, here it is. I recently ran into someone I hadn't seen in years at the airport. We ended up on the same flight and in the same row. After we boarded the plane, all he wanted to do was talk, and all I wanted to do was sleep. How should I have handled the situation without coming across as rude? I'm really good at this one. Do it. Okay, okay, this is what you do. You get on the airplane. Before he has the chance to open his mouth, you put, you say, oh, I would love to catch up, but I'm so tired. Last night, I was up late. You put in your, bye, you put in your earphones. You plus put on your, right now I'm listening to a nice sleepy play mix. You put on your play mix, you close your eyes, and you say goodnight. Okay, I just thought your friend said they haven't seen you in forever. Well, I'm, I don't think and they're that good of friends. Uh, you never know. You have, you have good friends you haven't seen. Now, I suggest on the plane you sit down and you go, I'm so happy to see you. I am poop, but let's catch up for a minute here. Let's catch up for a minute oh, no. or two. No, because no, that minute, minute turns in no. for the whole flight. No, he starts no, ordering no, a scotch no, and no, then it's all no, over. No, you go and you go, I, I'm, I'm like about to close my eyes, but I have to know a couple of things. How are your kids? Okay, good. How is so-and-so? Great. Okay. Night, night. night. That way you get a little. 
Okay. You're nicer than I am. Okay, here's the next one. Mm-hmm. One of the parents on my kids' soccer team is very enthusiastic at games. They love to scream and yell while cheering on the kids. It's nothing offensive, but I find it totally obnoxious. Can I say something to them? No, Mm-mm. you may not. You may not say something. Because they're not being mean and they're not being offensive. They're just cheerleaders. I know. And you know what? Some you know People who aren't cheerleaders don't like to be around people who are loud. So I think I would just go to the other side yes, of the field. There you go. Sit there down you with go. your coffee and there you go. Be yeah, fine. M- you move. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. That okay. was good. All right. Next. I've introduced myself to my friend's friend multiple times. Every time I see him though, he asks my name as if it's the first time meeting. How can I politely break the cycle? I think you just, I mean, Wait, who's I- that from? Gavin, Gavin, Gavin. I will say this does happen. And I've been with people. One of my good friends is like, I know that girl. I've met her a million times. And then the girl comes up and it's like, Jenna, Jenna. But Mm -hmm. she doesn't say anything to my friend. Uh, Finally, my friend said, I saw you last week at school drop off. Like not rude. That sounded rude. But just like Susan. I'm Susan. Hi, Susan. I'm Joanne. I've met you a million times. I think that's fine to say. Why would you I'd, say a million? Well, maybe she didn't say it that way. She said, Joanne, hey. <laughs> no, you know what? Susan. Maybe your friend, maybe she needs to be more memorable. Maybe she Ooh. should wear a hat. Whoa. No, hat. no Whoa. I'm, saying, I'm saying some type of Whoa. clothing. Remember me? I'm the one with the clown nose. <laughs> hey. No, because Is that what you did in middle school when you wore the cowboy hat? I lo- No, I wore the cowboy hat because I didn't like my hair. Oh. But I, I wore it for a year. I know. But then everybody knew you because you wore the cowboy hat. (laughs) So you you have done it. Okay. All right. Anyway, if you've got a social dilemma, tell us all about it. We'll give you some incredibly riveting (laughs) advice. Go to HodaAndJenna.com and hit the connect button. Coming up next, y'all done. It kicks up the boots with Blake Shelton. Find out what he's up to in Vegas right after this. All right, Donna, we heard you got to hang out with one of Hoda's <gasps> very favorite. Did you hang out with you Blake Shelton? You know I did. I wish you could have been there, but next time. In Vegas? In Vegas. Wow. Let me tell you, this was a very cool conversation because even though Blake's no longer sitting in the big red chair on The Voice, he is busier than ever with a new tour, a new restaurant, and of course, spending quality time with his wife, Gwen Stefani. Take a look. Blake Shelton is a country music legend with 12 studio albums and 28 chart-topping hits throughout his three decades of making music. Most recently, he said goodbye to The Voice after being a coach for 23 seasons. We saw some of your time off on the ranch. What does that time off feel like? That's how I recharge myself. When you're on that hamster wheel, one day you look up and you look back and 10 years has gone by. It's time for me to start living life now and just taking things in and slowing way down. You have a personal life to look forward to. We saw some of that play out in the speech that you gave to Gwen when she was receiving her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Congratulations to my all-time favorite songwriter on your star. You deserve this, and I love you. What is the best part about your life now that she's in it? Oh, my God. I mean, the best part is laying down with her at night and, and waking up, and she's there in the morning. I just didn't know that that was out there, that that was possible. Another role he takes seriously is stepfather to Gwen's three sons, Kingston, Zuma, and Apollo. I've had step-parents. I think it's in some ways a, hard, a more difficult. I try to be careful about, you know, 
when to step in and, and be smart about when to step back. But no matter what, always be there if I'm needed. I met Blake on the site of his latest venture, opening a sixth Old Red. This one right in the center of the Las Vegas Strip. I remember when we went to the opening of Old Red Nashville in 2018. Now, five years later, we're at the beginning of Old Red Las Vegas. Why did you decide to put down roots here? There's nothing like this in Las Vegas. For the country music family, the industry, Nashville, to have a home base now in Las Vegas, it's obviously a big deal for me, and I'm going to brag on it. This place is huge. I mean, we're sitting right here on the on the stage floor right now. We're where the performances are going to be. This is it. This is where I'm, this is it. I'm telling you right now, when we do our grand opening, I want to be the one that breaks in this stage. And Blake is stepping back onto stages across the country soon with a brand new tour kicking off in February. Any new music we can expect? I never really stop recording and knowing how I've worked in the past. Let's probably have some new music in 2024. If that isn't enough, he's also got season two of his USA Network show along with his buddy Carson Daly called Barmageddon. It pits two celebrities against each other in classic bar games with a twist. My new favorite game is called Fool's Ball, and the first time we ever played the game was actually with Kelly Clarkson and Michelle Rodriguez, and people were getting hit. If you see it happen to someone, it's entertainment. So Blake challenged me to a game called Wheel of Redemption. So if you lose, you get to spin the wheel. And this season, we finally had some people say, you know what, I'm just not doing it. I would rather lose because they've tasted the first one and it was so horrifying. All right, here we go. You started this whole thing, literally. Take oh, me out to the ball God. game. So take me out to the ball game is non-alcoholic beer, a little cocktail weenie, squirt of ketchup and mustard. You're really generous with those squirts. Well, listen, here at Parmageddon, we don't like to skim. Is that a raw hot dog? No, bottoms up. Whether it's games or music, Blake is all about folks having a good time. When customers come into an Old Red, what do you want them to feel leaving it? I want them to, to leave having found a new favorite artist every time. You know, I want them to realize that we're putting talent in these places that could be the next big thing. So come on down. I will. To Old Red Las Vegas. <laughs> So much fun. And as you guys know, I mean, I love his humility and talent. I love that he also values mentorship so much, just as much as he values fun, which yeah. you can definitely have at Old Red Las Vegas, which is going to open in January. I think the three of us should go. To Let's it. go. And you can also check out the season two premiere of Blake and Carson's show, Barmageddon, this Monday night at 11 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on USA. Fine. Lucky girl. Thank you, thank, thank you, Donna. Donna. Up next, the place where stars share their favorite meals and memories. Legendary radio host Michelle Norris takes us inside your mama's kitchen after this. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. 
Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with Chris Pine to talk about a career that has taken him from Star Trek to Wonder Woman, and now the new film he wrote, directed, and stars in called Pool Man. You can get our conversation for free wherever you download your podcasts. Back now with our series, Hoda and Jenna's Hot Pods. Okay, it's when we tell you all about a podcast that we think you are going to love. And we have the one today that is a real treat. You're going to love this one, y'all. It's called Your Mama's Kitchen. It is hosted by journalist Michelle Norris, who we will talk to in a moment. But first, we're going to give you a little taste. Close your eyes. Tell me about your mama's kitchen. That's exactly how veteran journalist and radio show host Michelle Norris starts every episode of her podcast, Your Mama's Kitchen. And the responses have been illuminating from learning Conan O'Brien's favorite childhood comfort food. I think my mom learned from her mom. And in those days, you just got a big skillet out and you put a hunk of butter down and then you sliced up big chunks of ham and you fried them. And so it was just fried ham in butter. To hearing how Michelle Obama's first kitchen doubled as her first beauty salon. Was your mother a kitchen beautician? Oh, she was. She was. And it was so painful. It just was not a comfortable place for Micah Sink. So I would lay on one edge of it. I was fighting and crying and mad. And she was mad. And then they had the the hot comb on the stove. Big-name guests like Kerry Washington, Matthew Broderick, and Chef Jose Andres share deliciously nostalgic tales of beloved family meals and life lessons learned at the most sacred of spaces, the kitchen table. In a world where we are kind of divided, kitchens are one thing we all have in common. Welcome! Okay, first of all, the premise is brilliant. So... Look, I know, I've known you for many, many years. You are a veteran journalist. You've been all over the world. You've covered some of the most scary, horrible things. <laughs> Yet this is hitting. So how did this topic come to be? Well, as a journalist, when I was in radio, mm-hmm. as you know, you have to do a mic check. You, know, you need to listen to someone talk so you can get their levels. Mm-hmm. And the standard question when you ask someone to do a mic check is yeah. simple. What'd you have for breakfast? Yeah. And the answers are just too short. Yeah. People say Co- coffee, eggs, toast, oatmeal. Yeah, one word. And so I started to ask people questions that might elicit longer answers. Mm. Tell me about your first summer job. Where did you go on vacation? What'd you do for fun on a Saturday night? But that one question, tell me about your mama's kitchen. Mm. I couldn't get them to shut up, <laughs> you know, and I said, like, well, we have to start talking about Chinese monetary policy yeah, exactly, uh, around yeah. the corner, but they just would go into the space. And I realized that this is such a great idea for a podcast. And then when I was able to partner with higher ground and then eventually with audible, it was the perfect trifecta to wow. share this. Mm-hmm. You know, what's so interesting is it does create just at that question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The simple question does create this feeling, Mm -hmm. I think, in all of us, because a kitchen is, yes, a place where we come to eat, but it's sort of the center of the home. Mm -hmm. Is that what you you found? That it's so much more than just where we come to eat? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's where where you have arguments. Mm -hmm. You know, it's where your parents have Mm -hmm. arguments. You kind of figure out if that relationship is working or not. That's interesting. Usually you have a TV or a radio in the kitchen, so the outside world comes into the kitchen, but, you know, you learn about generosity. You learn about diplomacy. 
You learn about justice mm. in the kitchen. All these sort of big concepts that we deal with for the rest of our lives, the kernel, the beginning, is usually learned at the kitchen. And it's so funny. You're right, though, and everything. It's manners. It's how you speak to yes. one another. It's all those things. And to think one simple question can elicit your, it's it's basically your core values yeah. will come out just in that. What did you, um, like, was there kind of a through line? Because number one, everyone's open, but you've interviewed so many different people. What were some of the, of the things you learned? Well, they're, they're very different. That's the, just yeah. as a premise, you ask this question and you go totally, same question, and you wind up going totally different places. But there are some commonalities. We don't say thank you to our mothers enough. Mm. Yeah. Because looking back over their shoulders, many people realize, um, we talked to Al Roker this week, the episode just drops this mm-hmm. week, and he says, I don't think I remember my mom eating. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. You know, they were always running around, or if they were eating, they were eating that weird piece of chicken, like the back. The one you know, that nobody wanted. The one that no one right. wanted. So right. every, they were making sacrifices. Mm. Um, some people have talked about realizing mom was a little bit angry, mm. you know, because there were dashed dreams. Mm. She didn't reach her full potential. But also one of the other through lines is how much people, the premise works. People say, I am who I am Mm. because of what happened in that kitchen. And not just the food, but everything I saw, everything I smelled, everything that happened, all the people that came into the kitchen. And it's not always joyful. I was thinking a lot of people have childhoods that are not a place. This wasn't a warm gathering. It was when dad came home from work grumpy and everyone just ate and went to bed. It wasn't like everything. Or there were bills stacked up. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, we kind of want to, we definitely want to be on your podcast. Yeah, we do. Oh, absolutely. we don't have sign time. Let's make that <laughs> yeah. happen. Should we? Should you give us yeah. a little taste of yeah. what it's like right now? And mm-hmm. so, we always begin with a simple question: mm-hmm. close your eyes, mm-hmm. and if we were to walk into your neighborhood, into the front door, tell me about what your mama's kitchen looked like, what it smelled like, what did it make you feel like, and how are you the person you are today because of what happened there? Okay. Well. My, our kitchen was small in Dallas, Texas mm-hmm. is the house I'm thinking of. Not, not the White House. Not at the White House. Because <laughs> that kitchen was fab. <laughs> yeah, I, that's where we like to spend time there. Um, but no, in Dallas, our kitchen was small. We had a, a old table that Barbara and I would write on. We would do our homework there. And my mom made beans and cornbread at least mm. twice a week. That was all she really knew. And I remember sitting at that table with my dad doing math homework mm-hmm. where there were tears because I was not a great math student, mm-hmm. but he was patient and sat there with me stayed with and you. stayed with mm. me, even though I would yell at him <laughs> and sort of take out my frustration. See, that was not That's just beautiful. about math. Yeah. That was saying, I will always be here for you. Yes. Oh, no matter what. Consistency. You can always count on me. Wow. Okay. Now I'm, are you a therapist? (laughs) (laughs) That's the other part that comes out. I want to cry. Okay. Your turn. Um, I grew up in Northern Virginia, our kitchen. I remember the table very clearly and my dad's position in the table. He sat at the head of the table and every night at the end, he would have an apple and blueberries. And he, (laughs) he passed when I was in college, but, I think this is weird, but I remember <laughs> not knowing how to sit mm. at the table without him. Yeah. Like it was, it, was because we all had our place. And I remember we were all, when, when we first sat down again, it was like, 
where do like how do where do we where go? do we go? Because everyone had their place. That was how our thing was. That's so crazy. Oh my God. What just happened? We need some cleaner. You notice that you have an apple every single day. I have an. And uh, by the way, well, you're you right. Still do I have one every, it every yes. single day. Yeah, I do. She one. does. I just I called do. her. <laughs> okay, we need to fine. fix our mascara here. Me I mean, wow, grade. you've hit something. <laughs> you've hit something so so beautiful and meaningful that you asked us one question and we're. Yeah. By the way, we know why your podcast is a hit. Please check it out. It's yeah. called Your Mama's Kitchen, available now on Audible. Oh, my gosh. Thank yeah, you. Thank so you. Much. Mm-hmm. Coming up next, y'all, we are heading to the kitchen right now to celebrate Veterans Day with an Army vet and former White House chef, Andre Rush, after this. Oh, my Wow. <laughs> Tomorrow is Veterans Day, and who better to celebrate with us than Chef Andre Rush. He's an Army veteran and former member of the United States Culinary Arts Team. He is also a former White House chef cooking for four administrations, including President Obama, your dad, Jenna, <laughs> uh, President George W. Bush. And today's cooking for us, Chef Rush. Well, welcome. So good to see you how, again. How cool is this? Definitely. It is cool, isn't is it? Is that pressure, being a chef in the White House? Um, <laughs> uh, pressure builds pressure. Okay. You know? It makes diamonds. So, makes yeah. diamonds. There you are. Okay, you've got an incredible turbo show. Yes. Your show, Kitchen Commando. It airs on Tubi. Tell us all about this show. Uh, Kitchen Commando is uh, amazing. This is actually from sponsored by USAA, but Kitchen mm-hmm. Commando is a whimsical for the military. I bring that expected and shows everything about building community, energy, and just to give back. So this Veteran Day special is very special to me because it is Veterans Day. Yes, okay. Wonderful. We got to make something delicious. I know you got, I can smell it already. What are we cooking today? We are going to be doing one of my quick, simple, easy, delicious um, mm-hmm. chicken. Honey mm. habanero. Honey habanero. Come on. You had us at the honey. And Please tell me hot. you do chicken thighs. I'm begging oh, yes, you. I do chicken yes. thighs. All right. I'm, not, I'm not the breast guy. I go, to, I go to the thighs. Yeah. Yes. So right. what should we do? So we're going to do a, a little healthy salt. Okay, a little healthy. More Is that healthy? healthy? There more. you go. A little bit more. We okay. can go. It's a lot of chicken in there. Yeah. We can do some of the pepper, of course. Okay. And we can get all of our ingredients and just toss them in there. You what do we okay. got in there? You got cumin, you got oregano, you got some spices, you got some blends, some peppers. Who taught okay. you how to cook? My yeah. mother. Your mom? I'm from Mississippi. Uh, so Where in Mississippi? Like Columbus. Columbus. Yeah, so it's down south. The garlic? Garlic and then the key ingredient. The key ingredient. Honey. honey. Do you use hot honey? I do hot honey. Yes, mm-hmm. I love hot honey. Okay, here we go. Okay. We can put some acidity as well. That's, so that's lemon one. juice. Of course. Yeah. Lemon. Yeah. And, and a little yep. olive oil. Yep. Okay. And then we're gonna toss that all up. Okay. okay. Now you can on what let you. And this is what we come out with. Mm-hmm. This is marinated about. I do it overnight, but this is no more than less than six hours or so. Okay. So okay. you have it here. We're gonna put those on a high Listen grill. Listen to that. Listen to that. And that's what you want to hear. That nice yes. fizzle. Oh. It's gonna be skin side down. People get that confused. Now, you want to seal it in. Do you fillet those thighs or are those just regular? Those are regular thighs. Oh, okay. You know, you can open them up. I usually uh, fillet them or score them. So smell it doesn't that. matter. Either smell that, Jenna. Smell it. I mm. smell it. It smells great. Heaven. Okay, and they—I bet you they quit. Do they cook pretty quick? They do. They do. That's okay. why we do open them up. Okay. That's why I like using the thighs. Okay. Also. Yeah, but if you open them up to it, all cooks evenly, right? It does. Yeah. It does. It does. Make perfect sense. You know? Okay. Okay. Now what are we making? So we're gonna make our sauce for this right here. We okay. have uh, yogurt. We got some mayo inside, and then we can go ahead and just dump everything in. Nice little salt to go inside. Cilantro, which is the key ingredient. Uh huh. We got our peppers, our garlics, of course our lemon juice. Lemon, lemon juice. juice. I- what kind of peppers did you use there? Uh, 
Now, these are jalapenos, but you can do whatever so your plate is. This is a little spicy. Not, not so much. Too the kids spicy. can enjoy, though. Yeah. Does that go in there? That does go in there. Okay. We'll close it up, and then we'll do a nice little post on it. Okay. I feel like the steam is steaming me out. Do you? It, it does. It does. <laughs> okay. Okay, pulse it. Maybe I don't know how to do it. It's okay. okay. Whatever, so we pulse. Okay, so pulse, pulse. We pulse, yeah, pulse. Pulse, pulse. Pretend that works. Okay, pretend okay. all that good okay. jazz. <laughs> we have our rice that's over here as well. Making sure, you know, it's two to one and you're making sure the rice is clean. Is that basmati or do you use, what do you use? So I'll go with basmati or I'll go with jasmine. Jasmine, I love is jasmine. Is this jasmine? Jasmine. Jasmine. How does it get that yellow color? Oh. So that's the question. This oh. is the most expensive spice in the world, which is our saffron. Oh, saffron. Saffron, of course. Pour that in there? You just dump the saffron inside oh. of it. Isn't it amazing that so little can make such color? It does. It's so vibrant. Profiles, lime, uh, zesting. Oh. Put that in. We'll flip that in. And now we have right here. Ooh, look how delicious that looks. Stir this. And that comes yeah. in really quick. Yeah, That's beautiful. That? Beautiful. Okay. So we have, this is our chicken. This is our done. And this is simple. Like I said, you can do it with the kids. Plating it, yeah. Plating. Uh-huh. Here. Have a little fun with it. It looks beautiful. However you want to do it. Andre? Mm -hmm. Here, come on down, Jenna. Let's okay, give I'll this come a down go. Taste. I got a taste. And a taste. Mm-hmm. Looks really pretty. Mm-hmm. And it's this delicious. sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Andre. Mm -hmm. so Not too spicy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? That is so Perfect delicious. Acidity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Oh, my gosh. Yummy. Andre, that is delicious. It's so good to see you again. Great to see you again. Well. And Thank you can get this so. recipe at today.com slash food. And y'all check out Chef Andre's special episode of Kitchen Commando and Honor a Veterans Day. It's on Tubi. This is so this is delicious. delicious. And that is going to do it for us next week. We've got Ben and Aaron Napier. Oh, I love them. Plus the Property Brothers, Joe, Drew and Jonathan Scott. Also actress and author Laura Grant, Lauren She's Graham. She's so lovely. And love we're going to do some Thanksgiving cooking with Marcus Samuels. Have a great weekend. Bye, y'all. Later. Roll into it. Roll, Roll into it. He would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? Then twist them into a nightmare. This guy has done this before. He'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next. I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com.